Hi, I'm Liz. And I'm Rhea. Welcome to Karma's My Bitch, a podcast about love, sex, connection, abundance, joy, purpose, peace, and how life isn't simply the stories we tell ourselves. Sometimes hitting rock bottom, Mm -hmm. hitting the worst you're going to get is the only way to get back up and to actually change. And I feel that over 2020, we had to blow it all up to rebuild it. You know, when something big happens, we all tend to run for cover. We tend to blame others for our problems. We put up our guards on the big scale and the small scale, whether it's someone looked at us funny to we were cheated on to we didn't get the table reservation we wanted to, you know, there's been an explosion and half our city has been decimated. If we talk global, the global experiences of 2020, they were earth shattering in the literal sense is that the world that we knew was shattered yes everything that kept us as we were saying in the last episode everything that we thought made us secure but in fact kept us from being free Mm -hmm. shattered and so for some it felt quite heart opening because it was like all of a sudden with no more rules we can create our own yeah but I also noticed, and I noticed in a lot of the people around me, mm-hmm. that it also had the opposite effect in many ways. Completely. That it, with all the things that happened, making people realize how small they had made themselves to be or had kept themselves. Or believed themselves, yeah. Then, well, that's the thing, isn't it? They started believing that it was true. Yeah. It was almost like all their worst fears came true mm-hmm. and they felt even smaller. It's the self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. When actually these things are happening to make you see that you, even without those things, even when all the worst things happen, even when things do seem to have shattered underneath you, Mm -hmm. you're still standing. And that is the only place that you can start to actually rebuild a reality from. But the trauma of the shattering, and it's something that I bang on about in pretty much every episode, (laughs) the pain of the shattering will have left many of us fucking traumatized and scarred. And how do you move past that? I don't know if I've really said this much in the podcast, but I'm, I'm often really careful about saying it's all for the best, especially lately. I think the more I really came to tune into compassion the more I realize that a lot of people just don't want to hear that shit. Also, because it's been said so much in our 3D reality to make us accept yes, the crap. Yes, absolutely, yeah. So it's got such negative connotations. There's a silver lining, 2019, 2020, and even now as people are really still just picking up the pieces and just trying to get through things that it nobody really wanted to hear. Well, 2020 was all for the best. We needed all of that to happen and you'll be fine and it's all going to be great. And yes, I mean, we have to cheerlead this on a little bit because, you know, it is important for people to have hope because hope allows us to kind of energetically work through things, right? Yeah, but that's tangible hope. So yeah, we want to say that in many ways, this heart opening that a lot of spiritual people talked about and this, you know, end of 3D that was very necessary was all well and good, but we have a shit ton of compassion for a lot of people who are completely, who are just left devastated by it all. Yeah. 
right? Well, that's the thing. It's it's, and I know we're going to talk about this in the next episode, but I will just say this now: <laughs> um, it's all for the best, and all those things when we talk about they don't work when you're in it. They don't work even when you're close to have just gotten out of it. You can only say things like "it's all for the best," or "I can see where that piece fits into the bigger picture." Once you're far enough away to see the bigger picture, and if you're not necessarily far enough away, you're ready to at least begin to accept. Some kind of responsibility or that you feel ready enough to go, to start again, right? But when you're sort of in the the depths of your despair, when you're just shaken by the trauma of it all, nobody wants to hear that. No. No, it doesn't help. When you hear that or when you say that, what it does is it almost validates the pain Mm. in a way that that you – I know that when we, all the work that I did, every time I heard it's all for the best or there'll be a reason, I just became more fucking resentful. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, you see this middle finger? <laughs> yeah. It's broken now. It's and broken because I, I used it so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but literally, it's, it's just, it just doesn't work because, and I know that a lot of people say that it's heart opening and, you know, we will have, like, it's a better world. But right now, there were so many of us that relied on all those constructs and all those things. That is how we got through our lives because we were fundamentally not happy. And this was what disguised our unhappiness. And without it, all we're left with is the unhappiness that we then have to face. Oh, yeah. And that is not nice. So I will say this, though. The one upside of all of that global and personal upheaval was that we realized that nobody was – we were not alone in our misery. Yes. Right? Because everyone was on that freaking ship at the same time. (laughs) I have to say, it was the best thing about lockdown when all of a sudden I was like, I can't go out, but no one else can go out either. So I don't have to worry that fun things are happening and I'm not part of them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think I actually think funny enough is that it also cured a lot of FOMO for people. Yeah. Yeah. It it was just because it helped. It just sort of erased a lot of ideas of what else I could be doing. It was a global experience in a way that nothing ever has been. And it really made us realize that we are all one. And I found that really incredible. But what I also found really interesting is that with a shake-up like that, with a movement like that, the different ways in which people responded, the amount of information that was being thrown at us meant that you could really pick what you wanted to believe. Mm -hmm. And if people chose to not believe what you believed, then the general consensus was, well, then they were stupid, not you. Yes. And that constant judgment that was being flung out was really, it made a lot of things toxic. Yes. Which made the lockdown period seem a lot less toxic. <laughs> yeah, that was ironic. Actually, being in our homes meant that we could stay in our energy. Mm-hmm. So I'm somebody who loves her freedom. And that's probably the one word that I would describe how I choose to live my life. With the utmost freedom in, that I can enable. We don't own Yeah, much. I remember when we danced, when you were dancing in dance class the first time I met you, you were like literally like dancing like there was no one else in the room <laughs> i, I live like thinking, there's... wow yeah I, was, I remember thinking like wow this lady really likes a pirouette <laughs> <laughs> yes i do i choose to define my life as i need to be as free as i can be that i'm mm. comfortable with and a lot of people feel that way and i don't think it's just an american thought i mean you know there's plenty of other people out there who no i'm like that yeah please don't tell me what to do or how to live my life so it was it was a huge adjustment for me right mm. um going into lockdown 
And I remember my husband sitting me down and sort of saying, Liz, okay, (laughs) I know this is not your natural way of being, but you need to make an effort. I remember in the first week, my friend sat me down and just went, Rhea, there's going to be one rule in this. No judgment in Corona. We -hmm. cannot. Everyone's experience will be different depending on how and where and why they're living. Mm -hmm. And we cannot judge them. Mm -hmm. And there were so many times I wanted to. Mm. But then I'd remember that phrase and I'd just kind of suck it up because I think that's the thing. Like we are at our core the same. Yes. I mean, you'd call us divine beings <laughs> and I just call us human, but we are all inherently connected. We are all humans. Very much. You know, and we talk about this, you know, there's the, the harbor mastery. I know we've spoken about this a lot in the past, but like if we had ex- exactly the same life experiences and thoughts and processes as someone else, we would react exactly the same way as they do, mm-hmm. you know? And that is compassion in many ways. And so we are all the same. So it makes sense that that we can't judge. So the internal conflict and the, the conflict ultimately, right? Because this association I have with freedom, this association I have with my individuality is such that if I do something that fundamentally does not feel right to me, I am then sacrificing something. Mm. Right? And we start to lose that sense of self and light. From the outside, people would look like, you know, assholes or like, you know, like spoiled children. Mm -hmm. But actually, and and to be honest, because there's also this kind of like this um, belief that, you know, we must sacrifice ourselves Mm -hmm. for the, the, the good of the collective. Yes. But... In fact, and I know that we would, we've spoken about this and we'll continue to talk about this a lot. Yes. The collective was worth nothing if the individuals within that collective are not whole and healed beings themselves. Completely. In holding on to those aspects of us that makes us individual, the bits that we treasure, in protecting them and in holding them up, actually what we were doing was celebrating our individuality, yes. our freedom, our power, mm-hmm. and, and our light. Yes, And in absolutely. doing that... Becoming more whole is the only way to really influence and help the collective. Yeah. The collective, and I read this somewhere, I don't know where, the collective does not need more pain and fear. The no. collective needs more light. It is damaged by pain and fear. The only way we can truly serve the collective is finding the light inside, yes. fostering it, growing it, and then shining it. Yeah. And we describe that, you know, in season three as love, shining our light for others to see. Mm-hmm. But really what that is, is just we, the world is where we are now. 2020 happened in many ways because the collective was something that was damaged. It was something where we sacrificed our light to keep it going. Completely. But that is not what the collective needs in order to, not even if we're going to talk 5D, 3D or whatever, just, just yeah. like the, just the world is not... The world does not need more pain and fear and suffering. No. The world needs more harmony, wholeness, and peace. And we can all agree on that. How we get there is very simple. Yes. The more individuals who are harmonious, whole, and at peace, the more harmonious, whole, and at peace the collective will be. Completely. It is as simple as that. And what we're saying is not in a way to defend people's choices. No. We merely have a lot of compassion at least I can say for myself, and I'm sure you as well, we have a lot of compassion for why people made those choices. I have compassion for why made people made every choice, whether yeah. it was the one who stayed at home and did not want to leave the house yeah. uh, during lockdown, whether it's the one who couldn't bear the thought of being totally mm-hmm. alone at home for whatever reason, 
you know, I think sometimes we're so quick to judge on what people are doing. So we don't quick ask to judge why they are yeah. doing it. No, we just assume that they're stupid. And in general, it's not even a lockdown thing. It's no. not even a 2020 thing. It's not even a 2021 thing. It's just a, instead of asking what they're doing and discussing what they're doing, why don't we start asking why? Or just say, you know what, maybe they have their reasons and we don't necessarily need to know. We can honor that choice regardless. Because, but again, and it's what we're talking about, the individuals and the collective, is that mm -hmm. once we're able to do that for ourselves, yeah. once we're able to give space to ourselves, whatever the choice is, even though it may be totally crazy to someone else, if we give ourselves a space to do that, we're able to give it to other people. Mm -hmm. So it further backs up my point yes. that a collective is made up of individuals Entirely. And that is really, well, that's part of the point of this episode. <laughs> and like so in, it's so important for people to come back to that. Because what really started to come out of so much of 2020 was this herd mentality. You need to be on board with this. And if you're not, shame on you. Mm. If you don't care about what happened in the other side of the world, shame on you. If you're and not thinking about own. all those people suffering and going hungry, shame on you. And everyone has their own battles. Everyone has yes. their own things to do. And yeah. I agree. And I think I want to, you know, and I guess you're the predictive one, but I do hope <laughs> that in the aftermath of 2020, as we pick up the pieces, mm -hmm. we do to some degree get on board with one another. That whilst we might, whilst I might not understand your choices and how you live your life, mm -hmm. I just let you live it without yeah. trying to make you conform to mine. And what's beautiful is the more space you give people the more opportunity they have to grow because you're not on them, right? Interesting, yeah. And the one thing that when I was really thinking about this episode and I was sort of thinking about, you know, when people really do seem recalcitrant or stubborn or self-protective, if you will, right? And you know this because you had that tendency earlier on in your personal process. I'm still like that. I'm just stubborn in a different way. I'm just stubborn yes. in protecting myself. That's just you. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just more your personality as opposed to a real self-protective thing. Because uh, when yeah. I'm talking about that, when, when we're talking about self-protection, we're really talking about that wall. Don't tell me what to do. Let me live my life. And people, sometimes they need that. Their level of sensitivity could actually just be that high, as you can relate, right? That they don't need more voices. They don't need more energy being flung at them especially negative energy, you know, the sort of judgment and shame energy, because they're working on themselves to some degree. Yeah. And the sooner we can really grasp that, that all the anger and toxic toxicity and judgment being flung around social media or in friend groups, etc., to really take a step back and understand that sometimes those walls are there. You know, people are recalcitrant because they need to work something out. You know, at the beginning of my journey, I spoke to everyone and everything because I just wanted permission to do what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, you know, I didn't get it. I'd get conflicting opinions, which only mirrored the conflicting opinions in my mind. Oh, totally. Right. As I start, yeah. That's how it just... works, by the way, for everybody, FYI, yeah. is that when you really cannot own your decisions and you're checking your card deck, you're using, you know, you're checking the planetary stars, the planetary alignments and all the stars – you're you're never going to get the kind of information you need to get when you just look inside. Or yeah, never. Okay, I hope that made sense. Yeah, no, you're right. And if you go to a million people asking them, what should I do? What should I text? You're going to get 17 different texts. Yep. That's just not, you know. No. But that's what I def <laughs> But 
when I started being able to tune inside, I realized how, because it had been such a habit for so long to be sharing my life with other people, literally sharing it, telling them what was going on and letting them have an input in how I lived the next step of it, that I really had to stop and not share anything Mm -hmm. so that I could see so I could give myself the space to make the decisions by myself for a bit. And I remember coming to you and going, what's wrong with me? I feel like I'm being secretive. Mm-hmm. And I remember you and you saying to me, no, you're not being secretive. It's just because it's precious. Mm. You know, and it was very much like I was a little like, you know, like it, like my my truth, as it were, or my insides were very much like a newborn. which they needed to be protected. And I needed to get used to making my own decisions before I could then be strong enough to hear other people's opinions and not let them influence me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to be honest, and I know this is just maybe my ethos on life, but like if someone's going to crash and burn as a result of their own decisions, let them. Mm. Let them crash and burn. Let them face the discomfort because they needed to get to that place as we said at the beginning of the episode, they needed to shatter their earth in order to build it back up. Yeah. But what we wanted to most hold on to and what we wanted everyone to be able to hold on to, to some degree or another, really, was their light. Mm. And fear, if it doesn't kill it, greatly diminishes light. And in order for that light to not be extinguished, some people really need, they needed to hold on to what they could. Mm. They needed to hold on to their sense of self and what they wanted and who they were. And even if it didn't seem to be the party line, that's okay. And it is truly important that people begin to grasp all of that in order to heal whatever isn't yet healed from 2020. Because everyone will get to 2024 more or less on board with one another. Now, I'm not going to say what's to come between now and 2024, but understand that we have this chunk of time so that people really can play catch up or do whatever it is they need to do. But I think one thing that we really saw in 2020, especially in the second half of 2020, was all the blame and anger that got flung around. A lot of people also weren't grasping because it was just so much and there was probably just a lot of overwhelming shit going on at one time, was that as 3D was crumbling, it was leaving a void. And not a lot of people like void. I'm not talking about the void. I'm just kind of talking about void. Emptiness. Yes, that emptiness. And so, you know, as most people abhor a vacuum, it was the let's fill it, let's let's make sense of this and let's, you know, and by doing that, let's, you know, put people in place who can deal with this because we can't and, you know, let's blame all the other people and let's expect this person to resign because they did a shitty job, etc. It was like, well, you know what, that's just not helpful. That wasn't going to help anyone anyway. In whatever way, we are all trying our best. Yes. And you can't make someone agree or believe or come into a greater consciousness and they definitely can't make them come into your consciousness <laughs> ever until you know until they have done their own they've gone on their own path yeah. but ultimately at every stage of our own evolution from birth to now we have been effect we've been always doing our best and that is what everyone is still doing yeah. and we need to remember that 
compassion is really the key here. Mm. And it's not just if I was you, I'd react the same as you, but I may not understand you. I may not know why. I may not know how. I may be frustrated or even Mm. angry or massively triggered by you. But you are doing your best. And if that is too much of a challenge for a person, because you think about the, you think about some people you might know, or that even that thinking might be a stretch. The one Mm -hmm. thing I would say is then just try not to judge. Just don't think about it. Yeah. Do your best. Because by the way, all that judgment that you're projecting. You're just judging yourself. You're just judging yourself. It just goes to show that you hold yourself to a particular standard that honestly you don't meet all the time. Well, that's the thing about judgment, isn't it? Yeah. You can't really judge someone else if you no longer judge yourself. And that's the key to a happy life. Judgment and shame do not belong in it. No. Judgment and shame do not belong in a happy life. They there's... do not belong in a blissful life. They don't mm-hmm. belong there. And there's no space for any of that in 2021 for sure. The world isn't going to be the same. It just isn't. No. So we're all going to react to it differently. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Yeah. Because at the end, hopefully what we'll build is something lighter, brighter, and better. Thank you for listening. For more information, articles, and inspiration, find us at karmasmybitch.com and at karmasmybitch.insta. And if you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review. 